Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Today is April 8th, 2020, and we are celebrating the top of the world 10. Again, from home, I think this is day 26 for me in quarantine. Not really sure. Um, kind of lost count. You know what I mean? It happens. And um, yeah, you know, I mean, like, I, this is the third week of doing this, and um, I woke up today, I went for a walk, and I was faced with uh, the judgment of myself being that, should I wear a mask on my walk or should I not wear a mask on my walk? One day I wore a mask on my walk and um, I felt secure about it because of the wind and stuff like that. And it's kind of like a bug out, right? So like today, it was just too nice out. It's one of them spring days where it's like, it rained last night and like, you know, it smelled so good this morning. I was just like, I'm taking off my mask, man. Like, I just gotta, I gotta breathe fresh air. I gotta live my life the right way, right? So as I'm like, I'm dealing with like these thoughts of like, you know, living my life the right way. I don't know if anybody else lives in Plymouth Meeting, but for the last two days, it's been like Predator here with the helicopter going back and forth. The reasoning behind it apparently is that they're checking out the electrical power lines and um, my father-in-law thinks it has something to do with the cellular towers because people are at home and they're using so much cell data or whatever. But dude, like the helicopter was like right above me, you know? I felt like uh, Ray Loyota and Goodfellas for a bit. I felt like the helicopter was following me. And then, you know, I just, I, I was just so disgusted. I just, you know, I looked up at the helicopter and I just gave it the finger, you know, because I was having that kind of day, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is a bug out. You, you, like, Judah's right, you know, like, I have, I have masks too, by the way. My wife is making masks this weekend. If you don't have a mask and you would like to get a cloth mask, uh, just shoot me a DM and we'll help you uh, stay safe, you know what I mean? But yeah, today is April the 8th, um, 2020. Um, we're doing a celebration today of Nirvana. Because when I was 14 years old on April 8th, uh, Kurt Cobain, the news media found out about Kurt's death on this day. And um, the weird thing about this memory for me is that I have blocked out like the moment I found out about it. I remember finding out about it um, the first time back in March when he overdosed on um, sleeping pills in Rome and thinking for like about six hours he was dead. I thought he was dead for six hours. And then I found out, oh, he's not dead. And I was like, wow, this is great. There was new, no TMZ back in the day. There was no 24-hour, you know, um, paparazzi following people. And um, what I do remember is getting home and turning on WDRE, which was a local radio station here in Philadelphia for the youngsters out there. And it played heavily on alternative music. And um, I remember going home that Friday. It was a weekend. And I remember pretty much doing the same thing I'm doing now at age 40, not going nowhere and absorbing myself with, well, at the time it was just all Nirvana. They played un Unplugged all the time. I never forget Kurt Loder's speech. In fact, I made it like a little short video for this top of the world thing a, a while ago. And I was going to include the Kurt um, Loder MTV news um, announcement, but it was so graphic, man. It was so graphic too for me at a, as, as a 14 year old teenager to hear that my idol had blown his head off with a shotgun, 
It was too much. And look, I didn't even know anything about depression, suicide. I didn't even know what the word suicide was at that age. You know, I had no clue. And um, it was very upsetting to me because Kurt was, he was an eye-opening person for me. I mean, like, I remember when I was like 12 hearing that he was um, going to be on the cover of an, a magazine called The Advocate. And I was like, what's The Advocate? And uh, I found out, you know, it was a, a magazine that um, was, was centered around the LGBTQ community. And uh, okay, Google, stop. Actually, you got to hold on one second. I got banana bread in the oven. So yeah, I found out that Kurt like was like involved with raising awareness, you know? Hold up. Live show, forgot I got banana bread in the oven, but you know what, that's how it goes here in the podcast, right? So yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't even know like what a gay person was until Kurt Cobain told me. And um, you know, I was like, wow, this is great. Like now I know more about the world because of this guy. He's an artist. He he makes his kick-ass music, but he's also somebody who's in touch with his feelings. And I totally identified with that, you know? And it was hard to lose him. But uh, as I got older, you know, each year I would I would usually write something about Kurt. And um, over the years, like in the memories, like I'll go back and I'll look at the stuff I, I've written. And like, sometimes I get embarrassed by it, but you know what, dude? In this post-COVID world, I'm not embarrassed about anything no more. Don't even care. You know, in fact, I'm wearing Crocs right now with jeans and a shirt. Wouldn't do that normally. But I mean, it was a difficult thing for me to uh, get through, but I did get through it. And, um, you know, uh, I still, you know, I still think about him every now and then. I mean, I, I listen to his music and like when I listen to his music, it's not like listening to songs. It's like listening to art. It's a really weird thing. And um, yeah, so like today we're going to pay respect from all the artists that are coming on the show today. We're going to cover one Nirvana song later today. We're, um, we're also going to have um, at the two o'clock hour, um, Kimberly, my friend, she's going to do a live painting of Kurt Cobain, which will be really cool for people to watch. Something different, trying to change it up and just not do music here because I believe in arts and crafts. OK, I also believe in the power of positivity. OK, um, and when I talk about positivity, I, I want to like channel that right now through my phone into your lives, right? We are in the middle of the worst week in America, right? I mean, the U.S. death toll right now is at 12,911, and that was at like 10 o'clock this morning, right? And um, it just sucks, man. It sucks. It sucks that we're losing loved ones. It sucks that we're losing people... Um, of, you know, prominence. It sucks that we're losing, uh, like the, the story that hurt me the most was about this bus driver who he, he kept, he couldn't believe that people were coming on his bus and coughing like directly on him. And then he died from COVID. And that's just, just terrible. You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen in this world. It shouldn't happen anywhere, man. And you know, we, we need to set up stuff to stop this from happening again, because it will happen again. And, um, I was listening to Joe Rogan last night and he was saying, you know, the question on everybody's mind right now is when are we going to get back to normal? And like, he proposes the idea that that wasn't normal. Like what we were doing was, it wasn't normal. It wasn't normal times, man. It wasn't like we took everything for granted kind of in a way, you know, like if I, if I'm friends with you, like, you know, and like, I've never said, I appreciate you. I totally appreciate you today. And I appreciate you tomorrow, man. And I love you, dude. And I'm going to put the I in there and not just say, love you. I love you, man. I love all of humanity, even my villains, because sometimes with your villains, you got to learn, accept forgiveness. There's been so many people I've had problems with over the course of 40 years that I have since squashed the beef. And when you squash the beef, you feel so good. You feel in fact, better than putting that banana bread in your stomach. All right, so 
Today, what is it, day 26, 27, don't know. This week they say, don't go to the grocery store, right? So I'm like bugging out because guess what? I've only got turkey hot dogs, I got one frozen pizza, and I believe I've got some rice aroni to feed my family of three. But we're gonna make it work, dude. I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure out how to stretch the dollar, <laughs> right? Um, right now I'm drinking uh, apple cider vinegar with water. I drink it every day. If you got some, have a sip. It's gonna make you feel real good, okay? It's gonna boost your immune system too as well. Um, yeah, like not going to the store. Man, what a bug out, dude. I went from being that, hey, it's cool, man, go to the grocery store, to we're really not too sure if it's safe anymore over there. And that bugs me out, man. It bugs me out too for the essential workers, right? Say, for instance, you're a social, you're a essential worker today and it's your day off. I'm very sorry to, um, you know, to, to hear that, you know? And like, I can't imagine working at Whole Foods, man. I can't imagine working at ShopRite or Giant. And like, when I used to go shop at Giant up there on 202, like, um, I was friends with the seafood lady and, um, that sounds terrible calling her the seafood lady, but I don't want to say her name because she may want to keep it private, but she was always so nice to me, man. Like so nice to me, knew everything about my life, knew like when I like stopped teaching, when I got a new job doing video editing and just always chatted with me. And we bonded over the love of salmon and all things fresh seafood. First off, miss, miss fresh seafood tremendously. Okay. I miss it hardcore. And I also miss talking to her, dude. And she had anxiety so bad. And I could just imagine she's just suffering right now. So I just want to give her a shout out. Also, too, the guy at the deli there in 202, that dude, man, was strung up hardcore even before COVID even hit. I can imagine that he's losing his shit and he's been rude to me before, but I'm going to give him props, too, because like I said a moment ago, you got to make peace with your uh, villains and enemies. It's an important thing to do. An eye for an eye will make the world go blind. Um, yeah, when's kids going to return to school, right? That's the main question. I'm sorry the fire alarm's happening here in Harmonville. Can't help it. It's live TV. When kids going to return to school? I don't think until the fall time. I don't. I really don't. There's, there's, I also don't know when we're going to feel comfortable congregating in public spaces. I mean, it could be a while, you know? And like, I feel bad for the kids who are losing out on time. But it is what it is, man. And we just have to figure a way around it. If you're struggling to find stuff um, for your kids to do, if you're in the same bracket as me and your kid's under the age of five, guess what? Got a suggestion for you. And it's going to rock your world today. You can listen to the music as well. But if your kid needs something to do, I want you to type this in in YouTube. His name is Blippy. It's B as in Bob, L as in love, I, P, P, I. This guy Blippy came into my life maybe about a year ago. He's got the most catchy theme song out there, okay? But he's gonna entertain your son or daughter today while you watch all these Top of the World 10 videos, all these artists today covering Nirvana. It's gonna be fantastic. Definitely check out Blippy because he's going to be able to teach your kids a thing or two about a thing or two. He came on Instagram last week and he taught my kid how to wash his hands properly. And I just love that guy for it, man. I love Blippy, and I love anybody out there who's making instructional videos. Uh, last, I think it was last week, can't really tell. Emily Drinker did a video with uh, puppets. My son watched that while he was doing arts and crafts. It was amazing. So I salute people who are doing stuff like that for kids. Now the Bobcast isn't necessarily directed towards kids, but next week I'm gonna change things up and I have a different idea for the theme for next Wednesday, and I want to include other people who are artists, motivational speakers, etc. I don't want to spoil the fun. We'll get back to that. So right before I came on, 
about two minutes before live air, I see that Bernie Sanders has dropped out of the race. Now, I only saw this on my phone and uh, I, I can't necessarily confirm it unless somebody out there wants to send me some likes. Is Bernie really out and is Joe Biden really the answer? Hmm, it's true. Dude, we're in trouble. Joe looks like he's so tired, man. Joe looks like he's falling asleep at the wheel, dude. And look, you should have done it four years ago, man. You should have done it when you had the shot, you know, but you just didn't. And like, it just bums me out because Bernie could have been great. A lot of people think that he's like this socialist who is going to like rip the money out of your pockets and just, you know, rip it up into pieces and throw it into the air. It wasn't the case. But at the same time, you know, we have to deal with, uh, you know, the current administration, right? I mean, they're doing what they can. I, still, I got mad love for Dr. Fayucci. Love Dr. Fayucci, okay? But um, this is one of the things I want to bring up. And I've been talking to, I, I do this thing where I call people now. Like each day I set out a bunch of people I want to talk to over the phone and chat with them for 10, 15 minutes. And um, you could be next, right? Um, if you want me to call you and have fun. But I've been telling people this on the phone and I've got the facts here. ABC, um, they did this this poll and they came up with this number that approximately 759,000 people from the months of December, 2019 through February, 2020 traveled from the United States of America to China, from China back to America. So we knew this was going on, but we didn't do anything. Why didn't we do anything? Because of one word I had to look up today several times to understand the true meaning of it. And that is globalization. Globalization is, you know, it's the world market, man. And without the world market, we can't cease, we, we cease to exist. So that's why we didn't shut stuff down, man. And that just drives me insane, dude. Because we want to make money, we put people's lives in danger. That makes no sense, man. They're saying Bernie suspended his campaign, said not over yet, just stopping doing this. Dude, I don't, he's got to do make the announcement. I would love to know if Bernie's in or out. And it's really weird that I'm doing this now live and not really knowing, you know, suspended or postponed. Who knows? But um, globalization, dude. So like what I was saying, right? So instead of stopping this virus when we had a shot, we were more interested in the money circulation of the world, the world market, right? And like... We made these things up ourselves, man. We made these things up ourselves a couple hundred years ago, you know? We used to be able to operate on a principle that existed between human, earth, and love. <laughs> and we lost all that, man. We totally lost touch with our naturalistic abilities to survive, right? Money is just the worst, dude. I mean, I've never had a lot of it. And... um I've, I've felt the plight of not having it and being poor. And I've also been an essential worker before. And I also know how hard that can be. And, um, and not knowing if you're going to be able to pay for groceries. That's got to suck, dude. It's got to suck so bad. So, I mean, like, look, less globalization, more, you know, compassion, more altruism, more looking at humanity as a whole rather than just a sect of people or a group. I'm so tired of that. And I hope that this pandemic eliminates that type of thinking going forward into the future that we no longer should look at each other as from different races or backgrounds but as a living breathing species 
within this planet, man. Planet Earth, dude. And by the way, kudos to Planet Earth for looking so sexy during these last couple of weeks, man. The sky has never looked greater, okay? Last night, I don't know if anybody saw the moon. Shoot, shoot me some hearts if you saw the moon last night. I've just sat out there last night staring at it in space, man. Just thinking to myself, how could this be so beautiful right now in such a really depressing, scary time? And maybe that's the Earth's way of saying, hey, you need to pay attention towards yourselves, me, the Earth, and we can get through this together, right? I got about 13 minutes before we move on. JP's going to kick things off today at 1230. Um, so I said, you told you guys before, like before all this began, I was in Disney World, right? So now I read this morning that when Disney World or Disneyland, I can't remember which one, when they reopen, they're going to issue the temperature check thing where they pop your you know forehead and see if like you're over 99.9 degrees. And that's something that, um, I mean, I knew it would happen, but I just didn't think it would happen in my lifetime, man. He made the announcement. Ugh. So yeah, temperature checks. I mean, temperature checks could be something like, you know, um, my wife asked me yesterday, she said, uh, so Bob, what do you miss the most about the outside world? Because I haven't done the takeout thing and I do support local restaurants and local businesses, but too much of a, you know, control freak. You know what I mean? I need to control my, uh, my intake. I miss Saturday afternoons. So I wouldn't have sugar in my coffee or sugar in my drinks from Monday through Friday. But on Saturdays, I'd have some sugar. And I would go to Dunkin' Donuts and I would get a medium hot coffee, cream sugar, and they had this um, coconut syrup. I think it was even non-sweetener, non-sugar sweetener, whatever. Okay, I miss going there, having my coffee in the car and listening to music on my way back to the house. That's about it. And I was pretty shocked to find out that Dunkin' Donuts was still open serving coffee. I saw, as I mentioned on a podcast a couple of days ago, I saw some cat go into Dunkin' Donuts over there on 202, dressed to the nines, man. I'm talking like a full surgeon's gown to get himself some coffee, which is strange. Brett Talvey's going to be joining uh, the show today, too. It's his first appearance from a top of the world perspective. Uh, he does great things from his basement. He's got more guitars than any other human being I've ever met. And he's got a real big heart. And uh, I'm happy to include him today on the show. Um... Yeah, I mentioned the moon last night, right? The moon was just beautiful, man, you know? And uh, I just sat there just freaking out, you know, just like being like, wow, I'm here, I'm present. Speaking about being present, uh, this morning, you know, for a long time, I struggled with my uh, my yoga practices. I struggled with my yoga because one, I couldn't find an instructor that was really, I had one instructor back in the days of Montgomery County Community College, and she was great, man. She used to put me in these like trance, states where I would feel like I was in a canoe floating down the river, right? Haven't been able to get there in like 20 years. Okay. Did some classes over at Plymouth uh, Rec Center, whatever it's called. And like that lady's voice was just, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't get through it. Right. So now on YouTube, I found a couple YouTube, you know, yoga channels. And today I did about a 30 minute like yoga flow after my walk. And I got to tell you, I feel great. I feel alive. I feel the breath. I feel it all moving through me. And uh, I, I only had one cup of coffee today too, which is great. Some people think that I drink a lot of coffee, but I just don't like dead air. So I like to keep talking. Uh, make sure you move your body at least once a day. It's obvious, right? You gotta break a sweat once a day. If you don't break a sweat, you're in trouble. Super pink moon is, it's totally affecting me probably still right now. Um, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Soul Yoga does uh, free classes online, sweet. I was doing this guy, I forget what his name is, Coach Hazmat or something, Hasfit, it's called, Hasfit Fitness is really good. Um, I was talking to uh, my friend, um, 
the other day saying how much I missed the gym. And I was pretty stoked to find out that uh, my gym, Superfit, shout out to um, the Frank family. Uh, they didn't charge us for the month of April, which I think is sweet. Um, I did read a bunch of stories online recently that uh, a couple of gyms in the area refused to close down a few weeks ago. Huh? What are you doing? What are you doing? And I'm pretty sure that eventually, I mean, like where it's going right now, we're, we're pretty much gearing up for martial law. You know, I mean, like they're going to, I mean, I even saw a story on Twitter and I retweeted it. And I think Judah saw it. Um, and it's true in Louisiana, I can't remember a suburb town. They issued a mandatory quarantine at nighttime where everybody needs to go inside. So what did they use? They used the sound bell from The Purge. I have only seen the first film, but the sound of The, the Purge indicates that um, for 24 hours, I believe that violence and everything is legal. So it's very odd that they use that during that time. But um, there's many different things around the world right now, or excuse me, our country that are different. And that's also too a problem I have with the way federal and state law differ. You know, I mean, like United, we said this before, uh, it's not the right word, the imposed states of America or the collective states of America. You can't do one thing to one state and not do it in the other. Like, it doesn't make sense, man. And that's something I really think that we need to fix. It makes sense. I mean, I just can't make sense of that even now, like saying it out loud that we've allowed that to continue for so for so long, you know? We need to get it together as far as branching out and coming together as a whole, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people think that the country should have been split up into three different sections. Don't really care. Didn't happen. We're here where we are now and we got to get better. In order to get better, we need to practice social distancing, okay? Some people don't understand social distancing at all and they're still doing it. Some people are... Um, even like when on my walks, like some people just, I can just tell from their demeanor, they, they don't care, you know? And uh, it's weird. And I'm tired of bugging out. I'm tired of bugging out, um, you know, like if my son's playing in the driveway and someone's like walking up the street, I hate feeling that way, man. I hate feeling like I have no control. You know what I mean? I And I hate um, feeling like, you know, despair is always at your back door. You know what I mean? I want a little bit of positivity. I want a little bit of ho hope in my life and your life. So hopefully today, um, I know the sun's out and uh, it's kind of weird to do these things all day inside when the sun's out, but Hey, we're here together. We're going to have a good time. And, um, I'm stoked to hear some Nirvana, man. You know, so stoked to hear some Nirvana. Um, true story. I'll tell you a little story before we switch things over to JP. When I was 24 years old, I moved to Los Angeles, California. And when I moved to Los Angeles, California, I did so with the band Downtown Harvest. We moved into a room, probably the size of the room I'm in right now, and we all lived together um, on air mattresses. I was the only one savvy enough to come up with my own room. I brought my Ikea tent, pitched the tent in there, and put my air mattress in. I had my own privacy. Now, um, when I was there, I needed to get a job. And one of the things that I loved back home that I still loved out there was coffee. I worked for Starbucks down there on Germantown Pike. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll easily be able to get a job out here at Starbucks. And I did. I worked at the Starbucks in Glendale. Um, I think it was just off Beverly Boulevard um, in the shopping center. And I loved that job, man. I have this one memory. Like I worked like in Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, you can see the mountains. Angeles Crest is just outside. And like I remember this one time I was taking the trash outside. And at the time, I still smoked cigarettes at the tender age of 24. And uh, I was smoking a cigarette, taking the trash out, and I threw the trash out. And I remember just like looking at the mountains and thinking like, man, this is just 
a beautiful moment. And like, it's one of those moments, like I'm sure you have them in your mind. They just stick out more than others. I think about that dumpster a lot. And I think about those mountains and I think about that job, man, because at that job, see how I'm going to wrap everything around here. I was fortunate enough, fortunate enough to meet two people who were associated with Nirvana. The first person I met, I was, I remember it was during the time, if you ever had a green tea frappuccino, okay? The green tea frappuccino came out during my time out there. So I was in charge of giving out the green tea samples, right? And um, I love giving out samples because I like to talk and I like to talk to people. I like to meet people. And I think it was a great way to, to network when I was in Los Angeles because we didn't have Facebook. We had the early versions of MySpace, right? So I see this tall individual and he's got this like yellow, like spiky prickly hair. And he's got this like attractive um, young woman with him. And uh, I walk up and like, I'm like, oh my God, it's Pat Smear. And if you're not like a hardcore Nirvana fan like myself, Pat Smear was a guitar player in the Germs who then joined Nirvana on Unplugged. He had that American, or I think it was like a uh, French, like um, French designed guitar. And he was off to the right of Kurt. And then he went on tour. He did Live and Loud. He went on the Neutero tour. And then he joined the Foo Fighters, right? So he's standing there in front of me. I'm 24 years old. It's been 10 years since Kurt had passed away. I'm in awe. And I was like, excuse me, Mr. Pat Smear, I just want to shake your hand. I'm a big fan. First off, I couldn't believe how tall he was because he stood next to Chris, who was like six, seven. And he was so kind and cordial to me. He was such a nice gentleman. He said, thank you very much. Ooh, this green tea frappuccino tastes so good. And we talked about other stuff and I can't really remember too much, but maybe about two weeks later, I'm now behind the bar and I make this grande non-fat mocha with whipped cream. And I never forget that drink because I used to like chuckle, like, you know, it's such a conundrum, you know what I mean? Non-fat with whipped cream, but whatever, you know? And I look up and it's Butch Vig. Butch Vig is the drummer of Garbage, but he's also the producer of Nevermind. And I am just completely starstruck. And I was, I stopped the whole line, okay? If you're somebody who worked in coffee and you've, you've been behind the espresso bar and you just stop, dude, everything gets messed up. The cups, everything is a disaster. But I decided that I needed to have this moment with Butch Vig. And I just said to him, look, man, Nevermind is my favorite album of all time. I absolutely love it. I, I can't believe that I'm standing here talking to you. I shook his hand and I was like, are you still playing drums? And he's like, yeah, I'm playing tonight. I'm playing at the, um, I think he said the Palladium or something like that to that degree. No, he said he was playing in Orange County. And he was like, you want to go? And I'm like, I got to work. And I often like think back to myself, like, what if I was just like, F this job, took off my apron and just got in the car with Butch Vig and was his roadie. But I never forget it. And uh, it was an amazing moment uh, in my life. Um, as we go through today, I'm going to be thinking about all those memories and I'm going to be thinking about each person who's contributed towards these events and um, staying together into the course of community. It's very, it's a weird time, man. It's a really weird time. And um, I'm very happy that... Um, this group of artists came together today again for the third week in a row to create something special. Um, I'm really thankful for you guys. Like I said, at the beginning of the podcast, I hope everybody stays healthy. I hope your family stays healthy. I hope that you continue to practice social distancing. And um, I would love nothing more for you to check out my podcast. Um, I have over 240 episodes. The podcast is www.thebobcast.com podbean.com can also be found on itunes google play stitcher iHeartRadio, all the good spaces for podcasts and guess what you've got plenty of time you've got plenty of time now because time doesn't exist 
But I do know today is April the 8th, 2020, and that brings us to our first artist who's going to be performing today. He's a good friend of mine. He used to be in this band called The Black Seaman. Um, it was like a, the first time I ever saw like acoustic act that blended comedy. This was like even before Tenacious D. Um, he, his partner Scott and him, they used to perform at The General, I believe on Wednesday nights. And he's coming up right now to do some acoustic songs. I couldn't be more happier. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of performers for you all day long. I love each and every one of you. Okay. God bless. This has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>